Well, we are concluding our message series on God's co-workers this morning, and uh, as a part of that, we're having the art show or creation show after worship. If you missed the announcements, I invite you to all stay and see what people brought. And um, we are created in the image of a creating God. That was the focus of the first week's message uh, and kind of the motivation behind the art show. God invites us to create new things for his glory. Then two weeks ago, we talked about God's invitation to innovate and find new ways to reach new people with the gospel message. And last week, we talked about our responsibility to preserve the truth of the gospel message for the generations to come. Today, we're looking at and thinking about God's invitation to join him in restoring. And, you know, we serve a big God who is way more involved and uh, interested in restoring, making things new than we can ever imagine. He is at work right now in situations and circumstances in your life that need putting back together. He's at work in the lives of people around you, and he invites us to participate in that work of restoration. And God wants to release his great power through us Uh, as we co-work with him to transform lives. Now, many of you are already involved in restoring uh, things, right? How many of you are involved in maybe restoring furniture or paintings or cars or something? Anybody do restoring? Okay, what do you restore, Yolanda? Putting new seats on your chairs. Good, upholstery kind of. Restoring furniture. All right, anybody else do anything? Janice? Okay, so you bought an ottoman and auction. Ottoman and auction. Say that fast three times. <laughs> And you saw, you had a vision for what it could be, right? And you bought it, and now you're refinishing it. Linda, go ahead. Mike, okay, yeah. That's it. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. No, yeah, I hadn't gone there, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, now, anytime you restore something, there's a process to that, right? We often start by uh, removing the old whether it's paint or varnish or rust, the the old has to go uh, in order for the new to stick and to bond to uh, the original piece. Then there's also some repair work that needs to be done. You know, frequently when you strip away the old, you find rotten boards that have to be replaced. Uh, You can't just paint over those, right? Uh, Spots that have rusted through that have to be patched or new Um, parts put in place and after the repair work's done then you begin the process of applying new again and the old uh, item whatever it is gets a new paint job or a new coat of varnish or some new cloth whatever it is and that's a metaphor or a picture in the physical world of the work that God does in our hearts and it's a spiritual process that um, begins in our inner being and then becomes visible to others in our outward person. And our memory verse for this series has been Ephesians 2.10. 
And we're going to take some time to look at that a little more closely this morning because it's very pertinent to this uh, topic of restoration. Ephesians 2.10 starts out like this, For we are God's handiwork, or masterpiece, or workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. And I want to stop there a second and make sure that everyone understands what it means to be created in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, we find this, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. That's the restoration process right here in Scripture. The old is stripped away, and the new is applied. And, you know, the earth and everything in it is God's creation. God created you. But when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, Scripture says that you are recreated, that you are uh, become a new creation. And this is good news because the uh, physical body that we live in is temporary. And the new life that Jesus gives us goes on and on and on and And that means because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our significance and our value and our worth extend beyond the span of our lifetime into eternity. But it gets better than that. When you become a follower of Jesus Christ, God begins to restore uh, and do this work in you, and then he invites you to have a role and be a participant in God's restoration work that he's doing in the world around us. Uh, look again at the verse. It goes on to say, For we God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so the same God that spoke the stars and everything that there is into existence has created you to be a co-worker with him in his world. And, and this is a huge calling. Uh, if you think about all the healing that needs to happen, Uh, healing of nations, healing of races, healing of relationships, healing of emotions. Uh, The Grief Share uh, team uh, is involved in that kind of healing, healing of bodies, healing of churches, healing of hearts. Um, God is looking for us to take part in his work on earth. We're his co-workers. And uh, then let's go ahead and read the rest of this out loud together since this is the last week of the series. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we're created, oops, sorry, Ephesians 2.10. You've got to know the address, very important. All right, we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, that statement has both the sense of that God has prepared these things in advance for us to do, but he's also preparing us in advance to do them um, and do the work that he has for us in the lives of others. And to do that, I thought we uh, would talk about the metaphor or the process of restoring houses or cars or furniture or whatever it is that we spoke about earlier uh, to talk about how God restores our lives in preparing us for the work he has for us. So in your message notes, we're going to look at three steps to restoration and um, so three steps to begin with you have to strip away the old right restoration is taking something old or abused or aged and sometimes even discarded uh, or that you find in a, a sale someplace and returning it to its original position and condition and to restore something to its original state you will first have to strip away all of the old, tarnished, and damaged 
uh, surface. To refinish wood, for instance, you have to remove the old paint or the varnish uh, with some kind of a stripper, right? And then you use some sandpaper and then you get down to uh, steel wool and you finally get down to that original wood, wood surface. It's the same thing when you restore the exterior of a home. Uh, you don't just go there and begin painting over the chipped paint, right? You gotta take the chipped paint off or the new paint will not stick to the wood. And when you restore an old car, you don't paint over the rust, right? You gotta, I, how do they take rust out of old cars? I don't even know that. Cut it out. Oh, well, the, but what about just on the surface? You dip it in some chemicals or something. Okay. Sandblast. Okay, Tom, you didn't speak up, but you, you restore cars, don't you? Oh, you build new cars. Okay. <laughs> Did you bring one for the creation show today? <laughs> no. God sent his son to give us new life and by giving his life for us on the cross. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we get a fresh start. But the old has to go first. Uh, look at the order given in 1 Corinthians 5.17 again. It says, Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone the new is here. The, the old nature has to go, then the new nature is given, and God's part is to restore you to himself through his son and then give you a new nature. Only God can give you a new nature. But our part is to cooperate with his spirit and the work that he's doing in us to resist temptation and the draw of the old uh, way of life. And we do this by abiding in Christ and allowing God to renew our heart and our mind. Ephesians 4, 21 and 22 says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on a new nature created to be like God, truly righteous, and holy. So we, we throw off the old and put on the new. And when God restores us and makes you a new creation, you receive both a new capacity, the capacity to resist sin, and a helper, the Holy Spirit, who helps you to live the new life that you've been given. And the good news is we don't need to do this or have to do this in our own power. Romans 6, 6 says that we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We're no longer slaves to sin. The Holy Spirit works in us, enabling us to live the new life that Jesus came to give us. And that's good news because the old nature is crucified with Jesus Christ and God makes you new so that we still... Um, uh, even though God makes us new, we still have to deal with the brokenness and the wounds of the past. So the second step in restoration is to repair or replace what needs mending. We have to repair or replace what needs mending. Once you've stripped away the paint and or the rust or whatever's on the surface, you often discover that there are parts of the building or the car or whatever it is that are beyond uh, just a light coat of paint put over it. You, there's some damage there. 
And before you apply new paint, you have to fill holes with putty or you have to replace a, a board that's rotted out or a rusted panel that, uh, with a new one. Uh, here's a picture of a tractor that my brother won in a raffle at a tractor show. Okay, so uh, he won this, and then he got hooked on restoring these old tractors. I think he's restored four or five now. But in order to make something new, you have to take things apart and get down to the inner workings of them. Restoration is a process, and it can be messy. Uh, here's Bruce's tractor torn apart. You know, you have to tear it all apart, and you can't just slap a coat of paint on the exterior. Everything needs to be cleaned and repaired. And to restore a, a house, you sometimes have to go right down to the studs, right? Does anybody watch Fixer Upper on TV? Right? This is demo day where they get in and they tear out all the old drywall and everything. We all come to Christ with some amount of brokenness. Maybe you were bullied in high school or you couldn't win your parents' approval or you may have baggage from a failed marriage or pain from someone, de someone deserting you. Um, others deal with addictions. Uh, most of us have attitudes or habits that harm our relationships with others or with God. When God restores us, he gathers up all of the broken pieces and he works it all together like a mosaic painting and makes something beautiful out of it. Nothing from our past is ever wasted. God works it all together for good. And I love this description of God's promise to restore Israel after they had wandered away from him. It's found in Deuteronomy. It said, God, your God, will restore everything you lost. He'll have compassion on you. He'll come back and pick up the pieces from all the places where you were scattered. No matter how far away you end up, God, your God, will get you out of there and bring you back to the land your ancestors once possessed. It will be yours again. You will, he will give you a good life and make you more numerous than your ancestors. God, your God, will cut away the thick calluses of your heart. This is the, the stripping away that has to happen in your children's hearts, freeing you to love God, your God, with your whole heart and soul and live, really live. What a great, great description of God's restoration. When you turn to God, he will come and he'll pick up all the pieces from all the places that you've been scattered. And no matter how far away you end up, God, your God, will get you out of there and restore your life, uh, the life that you were created for. God is a God who gathers and repairs and restores. I think about that story when Jesus fed the 5,000 after everybody had eaten. What did he tell the disciples to do? Pick up all the pieces so nothing's wasted. God never lets anything get wasted. So don't ever think that you've gone too far away from God or your situation's too bad or you've wasted too much of your life. God is never done with you. God will never give up with you. He takes the pieces and the fragments of your life and he does the work of restoration if you'll let him. Because in God's hands, nothing is too broken to be repaired. God wants to heal your hearts along with your souls. And the second step may take a long time, all right? It's not an overnight process. But God never stops working and healing 
the broken areas as we look to him. Then the third step, um, and this happens simultaneously when God removes your old nature, he gives you a new nature. Uh, here's Bruce's tractor when he get finished with it. And uh, God doesn't put a new coat of paint on you, okay? <laughs> but he gives you a new nature and makes you a new creation. And this last step is um, restoring everything is in every in restoring anything is to put on a new apply the new apply the new God replaces the old nature with a new nature and a new life we become new creations in Jesus Christ uh, and we're clothed in this new nature Galatians uh, 3:26 says for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes or new paint or new uh, material. To be clothed with Christ is this image of putting on the character and the likeness of Jesus Christ. And God's restoring work is uh, a beautiful theme that runs all the way through the Bible. And God is in the restoration business, and he invites us to take a hold of and grab a hold of uh, his love for restoring a broken world and to join him in that. So the outcome of all of this is that we would join God in the work of restoring others. You know, kind of like Bruce got captured by the restoring that first one and just, you know, that God, that his vision would be our vision lives that are transformed. God restores us and he invites us to restore others. Um, you know, we looked at 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. But it goes on from there, and this is what it says. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And he's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are Christ's ambassadors called to be co-workers with God. And we join in, in, in this restoration uh, process in a variety of ways because there's so much brokenness in the world. I mean, there's justice issues and poverty issues and children without homes and in homes where they're being abused. We are faced with a growing problem of human trafficking that needs to come to an end. And all of this gets repaired as hearts are changed and lives are restored to God. As you think about these steps that we've talked about that are involved in restoration, God may use you in any step along that way in the process. He may use you to invite somebody to begin that new life in Christ. He, he may use you, uh, like the grief share ministry, to heal people that are, that are broken or in a small group ministry to help people take those next steps in their faith or uh, to any place along that process. Just have to have eyes that are open to what God is inviting us to do, and then make ourselves available to co-work with God for the restoration of the world um, for God's glory.
let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, this series and the reminder that we're created in your image. We're created to create. We're created to innovate and to um, preserve and, God, to restore. And I pray that you'll help us to, to do those things, to have eyes open for the ways that you're inviting us to work with you, to transform the world around us, to make your kingdom and your love visible to others that our others would come to know you and love you. Uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name.